do better. Welcome to Do Better Podcast, a digital content hub from Asade, built for minds interested in doing better. Knowledge ideas, perspectives, and research insights on topics that matter. Business advice for better decisions and growth. Latest on the world of innovation and ideas. A look inside a global world beyond borders and an open view on social challenges. You can leave your comments and suggestions on dobetter.isade.edu. Good morning. How everybody? Uh, here we are with Professor Vicis Cortés. Professor Vicis Cortés is full professor in the Technical University of Catalonia, one of the best institutions that we have not only in Catalonia but also in Spain and in Europe with uh, many achievements. But uh, since many years he is also directing the AI group in the Barcelona Supercomputer Center, one of the leading supercomputer centers in the world that has all these huge supercomputers able to calculate almost everything. And uh, in the last years, uh, he has devoted his attention about ethics, about the implication of computer and ethics. AI is in our lives, in our organizations, in our society, in the fabric of everything. AI is growing and growing and growing and seems to touch everything that we have. And the first question will be, uh, can we do anything about that? <laughs> or is yes, no solution for us? Well, uh, good morning. Uh, to control uh, AI uh, will be quite difficult now. Uh, and it is because basically it has been growing without control elsewhere. And when I mean control, I, I mean not only legal control, but also societal control. And it's because we have uh, a confluence of three large phenomena. First, cheap and faster computation, uh, very cheap and larger uh, capabilities to store data, and also almost immediate communication, fast communication uh, with every point in the world. And uh, 5G will amend this speed of, uh, of communication and the quality. So therefore you have a technology that very fast passed from science fiction to permanent and pervasive uh, reality. Uh, as you said, uh, it arrives to almost every element of life where you have to make a decision. Even you can start from the point when you decide which element of information has to be captured. Because now we know that we don't need to, ca to capture all information, but only the relevant one. And uh, with that information in hand and good processes making decisions or learning from the data in an automatic way or based on any kind of experience, now you have machines that are more and more experienced to make decisions or to support the decisions. And this is uh, two ways to, to face AI. Uh, if you want to automate many of those processes, you can go just by learning. If you want to augment the capabilities of individuals, you use, you use them to support uh, the most informed decision in individuals. And in this conflict, you have also companies that are using this in, in a way that, um, in words of uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, is legal but not maybe ethic. What we have to do is to, to try to find the ways to make 
all these procedures legal and that they respect most of the elements of law that we decide that need to be respected. Also, we have the problem with this connectivity that you can use the data elsewhere and then uh, adopt the law uh, of that region of the world with your data that is captured in Europe that may be causing a conflict. Uh, and now, the other way, uh, most of the companies are trying to tell that they are completing the European law within Europe, but they are not telling you what are doing with the data in elsewhere. So you have this uh, double soul of, of AI. So yes, we, we have to control it. And it's very complicated uh, to put limits to these advance. First, because we don't have a consistent and solid education on ethics and law in the engineering schools. So we are preparing engineers to tackle uh, problems, but they don't know anything about ethics or, or law. And that's an issue, because if you ask an engineer to solve a problem, uh, he will or she will be solving the problem, but the person that will be applying the solution uh, maybe have other interests or have a double use of this technology, and that's really complicated. So that's why, from the European Union, there is a large concern on on designing the means to have a trustworthy artificial intelligence that will be completion with the European law and try to convince other partners, uh, I mean other partners, uh, American companies or Chinese companies, to behave in the same way. That's uh, a lot to say and we don't know what we will be doing, but also they are forgetting that there are other large powers that are emerging, India, Africa, and others that we don't know, that are also doing the same because they have access. So you go to internet, you get the information, and bright people will go very fast. They don't need to re replicate all these infrastructures or any ethical requirement. Actually, there is a lot of concern about our technical capacity of doing something. I mean, <laughs> before we thought that you can be biased, that's a set. Now it looks kind of impossible. Uh, you always find a way, maybe not to identify everybody, but to identify these outliers, these uh, kind of persons with different data and so on. Before we would thinking of models that uh, came only from a single data set and so on, now transfer learning is uh, growing and growing. So you train the data set with God knows what, uh, you train the model, a deep learning model with God knows what data set, and then you add a couple of layers and you retrain this couple of layers with an additional um, group, an additional data set and um, basically you don't know how many uh, trainings and how many inputs had this data set. So it seems that in terms of technology, and on top of that we have now quantum computing that promised to break mm -hmm. <laughs> everything that has been created so far in terms of encryption. So, uh, 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 we really don't know, it will be technically possible to do anything, or we are helpless? Uh, well, you, you are mixing too many uh, questions and technologies. So, 
first of all, well, deep learning is a technology to automate processes. So we don't know exactly um, if they can be acceptable in the near future under the new legislation of the European Union. And basically because they are not transparent and you cannot get a clear explanation of how they are performing. So in my opinion, most of the decision-making procedures related with individuals will not be based on deep learning or any of their possible uh, varieties. It may be the case that in other parts of the world they will be using them. I believe that in the European space it won't be the case. Um, and we have to regulate the way it is done. And we have to find a ways that people stick to the law. That will be very complicated. Regarding quantum, quantum computer, um, I see it as a very far, far, far away promise. And the first is because the uh, consumption of power that it will need if one it arrives. So by now, I don't believe uh, it will be a door to solve problems. Not now. But it's good to speculate. It's good to, to study. The other thing is about the databases. So. We are changing our concept of uh, identity, digital identity, and digital anonymity. So, they are changing. And unless you have no telephone at all, mobile telephone, uh, you are more or less identified. The issue is the level of identification someone has from you. And it's clear that uh, adults, uh, we are provoking uh, kids to be or to become addicts to the digital world and that uh, is a nightmare because in this uh, great ignorance we are given mobile telephones and access to internet to individuals that are not in the age of making those decisions so they are leaking great amount of information to these companies that are uh, adopting and capturing that data to modify not only the behavior of individuals but in the terms of consumer or, or even ideological issues. So that's very dangerous. We have to, to regret that parents are so naive in giving access, so free access to, to kids to the internet. In the other way, we are living in a kind of dystopia where people believe that uh, they don't have nothing to hide. So, who cares what Google knows about me? And this is this topic, uh, because well, you want to have uh, spaces of your life that are only yours. And using ways of combination uh, of existing information about you and your relatives, your friends, and other kind of relations you have, they can know almost everything. And that's very uh, strange to think. So, but what, what we have to think is that AI by itself is not dangerous. It's the way people is uh, using the information. So what we have to, uh, to fight against is the way people is using AI. Maybe it's, uh, users of AI that are really uh, good for society. 
uh, but in uh, the wrong hands, it, it may be maybe painful. We have to to educate politicians in order they understand the magnitude of, of these problems and the capabilities of the technology uh, for them to start stopping the, the procedure. Uh, we have to frozen in a way uh, the adoption of technology. And we have to identify models in which technology is tested, maybe in sandboxes, before it goes to real public. Also in practical terms, uh, we have this huge problem that everything is coming to the cloud. Absolutely everything. And then on top of that, the cloud is making AI easier to use. Uh, our last, the last announcement of AWS, for example, had prepackaged things, and the last one was um, an AI algorithm that they used to control fraud. Uh, so everybody can use this kind of algorithm and so on, and they, they can control fraud. This pushes more and more people to adopt these kind of platforms. It's, it's impossible to stop cloud. Then if you look at cloud, well, when you look at providers, you have um, AWS, that's Amazon, you have Microsoft, Google, or you have Alibaba. Uh, so none of them are Europeans. So what can we do? Uh, this, again... Many questions. So I don't believe that cloud is a good solution. Uh, and uh, we had uh, just recently a conference on environmental issues. So cloud is one of the clear contributors to uh, heating of the earth. So uh, if users of cloud wants to keep using it, have to pay the price. And it's an environmental tax for the use of cloud. There is another issue regarding the easiness of using algorithms. So you cannot give people the opportunity to use algorithms without understanding them, because they are producing results without understanding the mechanics uh, behind the algorithm. So that's creating real monsters. So we have to be aware that this easiness is also provoking kind of uh, growing ignorance. The other thing regarding the providers, yes, uh, well, there is a problem in Europe because there is no large tech companies uh, making this. And you can tell, well, Siemens is a big company, but they are doing other things. Um, even Philips, that is a large company, they are not doing this. But we have to maybe to observe that maybe in Europe we have so many regulations that avoid the creation of that kind of large tech companies, which in one way is good for, for society, in the other is detrimental in economic impact. Because the use or overall abuse of uh, the cloud is giving money to other people that also are not paying taxes or the amount of taxes they pay within Europe is ridiculous. So, again, uh, we cannot blame AI for making people rich, but we can uh, tell that people is getting rich because they are uh, abusing of uh, economical engineering to avoid tax payment. Mm -hmm. So, that's two different things. So, AI cannot be blamed 
for creating these monsters. It's <laughs> just a, another instrument. <laughs> sure. Uh, however, is this tension? Uh, you have the, you have China and you have the U.S. that they are using all these technologies and they are growing very fast. So you have this tension between privacy and growth. And uh, what yeah. can we do? So, well, first, we are comparing two different phenomena. Mm -hmm. So comparing China with the States, and I always make this remark, is comparing unfairly Chinese with uh, more, let's say, American-centric or European-centric vision of the world. So we have to recall that Chinese stopped internet during a while until mm -hmm. they understood, and they are applying their own ethical and legal rules. And, of course, they are not uh, provoking the advent of the American markets or wins there. So that makes Mr. Trump very unhappy. <clears throat> but on the other hand, they are doing the best, what they believe, the best for their society. So uh, if within Europe we are thinking that for protecting privacy and intimacy and other elements of our cultural assets, we are we will be the winners in economical terms. Yeah, it may be the case, but then we will keep our identity uh, uh, intact, right? So I, I know that uh, there is this clear idea that Europe is becoming like a big cultural Disneyland and only that. Mm -hmm. But we have to be confident that we have a lot of very talented people. It's a very rich market with very good um, technical and scientific institutions. But what we have not is good politicians. Mm -hmm. Because what it's clear is that we are uh, feeding uh, the technological armies in other countries because we cannot keep them inside. Mm -hmm. So again, now the problem is with the politicians that are, uh, well, they, they, we have the institutions, we have the people that we educate with very uh, uh, big effort, but now once educated, they go elsewhere because we are not providing the means. Mm -hmm. And again, th there is a uh, a conflict there. So uh, we just have to see what happened with the economic, uh, this economic platforms like Airbnb or mm -hmm. Uber or other platforms like that. that you, you've been uh, studying that during a long time. So which are the effect on, on all societies? Mm -hmm. uh, I just read yesterday that uh, a young uh, youngster in in uh, Barcelona has to pay 100. 20% of his salary every month mm -hmm. to pay Absolutely, yeah. uh, to pay the, the fees. So, yeah, yeah. so we are doing something that is wrong. Yeah, yeah. To pay the rent. Yeah. Just to pay the rent. Just to pay the rent. And mm -hmm. it's because we are adopting a model that is not ours without creating the legal framework and also knowing that these kind of investors may be unethical. Mm -hmm. So maybe they accomplish part of the law but not all the law. Mm -hmm. So we have to to think that maybe growing in that direction is not the appropriate direction for us mm -hmm. and do something to stop it. Again, are the politicians that are not, are not doing their job. Mm -hmm.
if uh, you look at different structures that we have, not only the physical ones uh, that are very isolated and fragmented, but also infrastructure in terms of institutions. If we look at, for example, all the open source <coughs> organizations, uh, NumPy, Mozilla, and so on, very few of them uh, come from Europe or have uh, European orientation or are contributed by uh, big players in Europe that set the agendas and so on. Without that, we are not going to compete. Our deal of public money is going to produce public well, code, is not going to, to most, materialize. Most of, those, most of those ideas grown from Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, the first example that came to my mind is Unix. Yep. So, uh, without Unix, maybe most of these initiatives were, are useless, right? So, but again, uh, you need societies that are uh, eager to to use these facilities and you have them to educate uh, people. And what happened is that we have minorities that are well-educated and the general public has not this training. Uh, we have to celebrate the Finnish initiative to arrive with AI education to the whole population through courses. You need more efforts like this. Uh, you need to be aware that our languages are our strength. Mm -hmm. uh, when Brexit, unfortunately, came to a port, we have to decide which will be the other um, official language. Mm -hmm. right? And then we have to convince our politicians that our languages are um, a kind of good that we have to protect. Mm -hmm. We have to avoid companies like Google or Alibaba make profit out of that. Mm -hmm. So when we use their translating systems, we are empowering them and augmenting their um, their quora, their, uh, their language, their assets that are our cultural assets. Mm -hmm. So they will be uh, better prepared to make translations. So forget about translating books using humans. Who will be gaining for doing this job? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's unfortunate that we, as a countries, we are not trying to fight for this. In English, I, I know that it's lost. Mm -hmm. Chinese, no one compete with them, but languages like Catalan, Spanish, French, Italian, German, uh, we have to, uh, Finn, mm -hmm. Swedish, we have to to convince our uh, governments that that will be part. And if we keep this uh, in as a property of the nations, then they cannot make profit out of that. And also ideologically, we can uh, have a look on how the uh, messages are conveyed. So when someone makes a translation, uh, for example, for an official uh, document, you go to an official translator that mm -hmm. has a license. So if someone translates a book that may be influential and is made by a machine, it can be biased. Mm -hmm. It's well known that most of the translations uh, based on Google are biased because they use as at the basis of all interlingua translation, the Bible, because it's the most translated book. Mm -hmm. So it has a bias involved. Mm -hmm. uh, more than that, now we are s witnessing 
the fact that technology is going more intimate. Uh, the, the cutting edge, for example, of in imaging, they are trying to read the microspecies, the facial microspecies, in order to detect if you're lying or not, uh, how is your inner mm. emotions, all these kind of things. But not only that. I mean, we have seen that personalization technologies try to do the same kind of strategy that big TVs do. I mean, they try to polarize things because polarization creates more traffic, more debate, catches more the attention. And many times they do that without this objective, but at the end it becomes this objective because it's what uh, people like more in terms of We have the recommenders that, again, <coughs> many times go for this polarization, go for what sells better. Sure. Exactly. You, you, you can program those machines to do that. So, you, again, you touch many things. So, uh, in Europe, most of the facial recognition will be forbidden. Mm -hmm. And I believe that will be only allowed in very specific uh, emergency situations. So, it's clear that the data is there and can be used, but by now you can capture that information, make some identification, and then erased. But during uh, episodes where security levels are the highest, for example, after the awful terrorist attacks in, uh, in France, when they even suspend the constitution, uh, of course, you have to, the state has to respond and do things. I'm not very sure about companies having that power. So one of the most important battlefields now is Amazon trying to bring their uh, shops into Europe where you can pay with your face. Mm -hmm. uh, it has many problems. First, you have to consent that they uh, recognize you because they have an image of you. But any person that enters into the shop can be identified or monitorized. And I don't believe that we like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a battlefield, and I hope our governments uh, forbid that. The other thing is microexpressions in, in cars for two reasons. One, for the protection of the drivers, so for example, to detect that you are bored or you are angry or you are sleeping and I don't know how good is this there is a tendency and especially for drivers uh, in let's say public buses trailers or cargo mm -hmm. so maybe uh, acceptable I don't know exactly how much you have to pay for augmenting security for private cars I don't like it and we can talk about private cars and the invasion of information. For example, I I know uh, this um, improving driving experiences, <laughs> where they will personalize even your your way of driving. I I saw even advertising of cars that you can modify the driving mode. You are in the middle of the mountains, say a mountain. Why you need that? Uh, it's very strange. So you you are making the individuals less and less capable to to face uh, new situations. 
right? I, I was thinking that my car was an instrument for me to learn and be autonomous. And now it's a kind of jail that is controlled by mo my mobile phone. It's really strange. Mm -hmm. The other, in terms of uh, opinions and polarization, yeah, of course, this is uh, a big issue. And I remember like 10 or 15 years, maybe 10 years, when Twitter started to, to be something fashionable, uh, the American government created the first bots to detect waves of opinion mm -hmm. and reply. So uh, it's not new. Mm -hmm. And we be aware that we have to be aware that it's well studied and use it. And of course, uh, there is something that I believe that started all this worrisome about uh, the use of AI that was uh, Cambridge Analytica. Mm -hmm. You can uh, install someone in the throne of the United States using Facebook. Mm -hmm. And that's very dangerous. We know, and because we know that it has the same methodology has been used in other elections and not going very fast in Andalusia, the last uh, elections for mm. price, uh, president of the community. So we have to be aware that they can, money and technology can do a lot. Mm -hmm. Also, it's going to very low level. For example, the Chinese, they are and doing trials, installing cameras, and uh, that look at the face of the students, and they know if they are attentive, if they are not attentive. It do, and they do the same thing with the professors, not only with the students. With everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so they can predict, and they can predict pretty well what would be the academic achievement of the students. They can motivate the class. Professors are less eager to try new things. They go for whatever is... Well, but you see, the, the problem again is in China they have other opinion uh, about the world. And the first is that they believe that everybody needs to be educated. Mm -hmm. But if you are educated and the education is good and free, you have to... It's part of your obligations to do it well. Mm -hmm. And if you can help, they will help, even with this kind of means. Uh, and I believe that this uh, social idea that getting educated is not only good for you but for the society is something that we are losing within Europe. Mm -hmm. And we have to think where, of course, not using this methodology, but using other methods to motivate people to do the right thing while they are studying. Mm -hmm. So. There's two methodologies. We are also trying our students to be the best and be more attentive. Also the teachers, maybe with not that technology. But uh, it's good to remember that there is uh, states, China, Japan, Korea, Singapore, mm -hmm. uh, the usual ones, where people go to the school with the obligation, self-obligation, of doing it better. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is we are losing. We mm -hmm. have to think why we are having having to us. So we are losing in the way we educate people that self obligation. Mm -hmm. So maybe we are not transmitting correctly the values at home. Mm -hmm.
Uh, what do you think will be the future? We always, uh, oh. when, when we talk about the AI, we always talk about the future. And we have this, this kind of society we are able to predict more accurately, more and more things. We are able to coordinate in a better way more and more things. We, are, we have these markets that, for the first time in history, maybe private markets. Markets used, used to be public, used to be controlled by other means. And now we have private markets with, of course, private control. What is the future? The future is, is rushy or it will be difficult? <laughs> so uh, I'm not a futurist. But uh, just after Middle Ages, we have cities that became states. And they were very powerful. And basically they were states because they have some industry that was uh, the engine of economic growth. So it's not difficult to, to think that soon we will have new states that will be participated by, by big companies. So when we talk about California or Silicon Valley, uh, those small sites of the world create more richness and wealth than any other moment uh, in history. And they are creating a very rich and wealthy society that has also the poorest people in the world. And if you go to Shanghai or you go to Beijing or these places where you have this technical advancement, you see that these cities are becoming uh, distinct from the others. So in my vision of future, there will be these small localities that are ruling the world because they are attracting the best talent and try to create the best um, laws and situations inside that small state. Maybe they are very still very selfish uh, to, to share their economy. So for example, it's well known that in the schools of uh, Silicon Valley, uh, Google Suite is not used and face recognition is almost forbidden. Kids have no access to all internet is well uh, it. So maybe an example of uh, self-control on the limits of technology. And I always recall and try to make people recall that we arrived until this moment of civilization and none of us had a mobile telephone, uh, a calculator, we read books, uh, we don't need, we need not to be predicted and we do all that without all these tools. Maybe we will do better uh, using the tools. But maybe we have to reflect ourselves which is the kind of education we need for our kids. And maybe it's not, not necessarily based on technology that is cutting uh, many of their abil local abilities in intellectual terms. Mm. But that's something. I believe that we have to reflect uh, on how history went in the past. And if we only based on the extraction of resources to create uh, wealth, we are too many to, to be supported. So now we have to rethink the way we exploit the world, made in a safer way, and 
greater share of the wealth we are creating in order to avoid wars uh, because water or other pollutant effects in the world. So I, I see a future that will be about war. War for uh, being small cities isolated, being richer and wealthy with good environmental um, conditions and the others, well, they will sell the resources. Mm -hmm. Wow, <laughs> that's an interesting future. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you very much, Professor Cortez. And uh, just remember to our to the people who has been listening to po this podcast. We don't want to be right to wrong. We just want to contribute to the debate and try to make all of us think about all these issues that we believe are very important for our future personal terms and societal terms too. Thank you so much. If you still want to learn more, remember, you can register on our platform, dobetter.asade.edu. That was all for today. Until next time, thank you. Do better.